0: Welcome to the taking a bite out of EdTech podcast where we're making all things edtech easy to digest. I'm your host, Marshall Beyer. Today, again we are joined by my friend and colleague, Satara Ali, and we are going to be talking about ways that we can be supporting students during distance learning. So, without further ado, let's get started. <laughs> ahead and get started. So like I said today we're going to be talking about um, supporting students during distance learning. All right. so today's agenda what we're going to cover is we're going to first talk about um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs and then we're going to dig into flexibility. We're going to also talk about student choice. We're going to hit on some office hours and then we're also going to talk about accessibility.
1: So we first wanted to start with Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. Maslow mentions all of the needs of students before actual learning can take place. And this is really important to just point out, especially in this time of the world that we are in. Before learning can actually take place, all of these need to be met for students, breathing, food, water, sleep, homeostasis, all of that, their security, they need to feel safe, love, their self-esteem, self-actualization, all of these need to be met for students before learning can actually take place. And we don't really know much of what's going on in their lives. And so by doing those phone calls home and getting to know our students and using all the information that we had from the beginning part of the year to now, we'll, we know what we need to provide to our students in order to help them learn.
0: Next thing that we wanted to kind of hit on were some non-academic supports so like we've talked about we are going through an unprecedented time right now so making sure that we're making those connections those non-academic um, connections and supporting them in those ways is pretty important right now so we're we are constantly providing academic support to our students all day long whether it's in elementary and we're with them all day or every class period our job is to teach yes that's number one but we also need to make sure that we're working on making those connections And so getting their buy-in, it's huge. If we don't form those relationships and if they don't trust us, then the chances of them learning to their full potential with us probably isn't as high. So we need to make sure that if their basic needs are not met, that they're not going to learn as well. So don't forget to try to be available for your students and build those relationships with them, especially during this time. Yes, some of them have parents at home, but parents are also working and they're going through a tough time too. So we are their support. And so making sure that we're still there to support them during this time. And then we also need to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves too, that we're giving ourselves mental breaks and we're taking care of our families. And if we have time to be available for our students, just simple check-ins and Just providing that relationship and providing that non-academic support is going to go a long way. Just in a normal setting, but especially during these times, it's going to go a long way.
1: And then remember that this is all new for our students and for us. So first and foremost, just be forgiving to yourself. We will plan amazing lessons and then our students won't have access. This happens in the classroom, too, and it's going to happen online. So just be forgiving to yourself when things don't work out. Be understanding to what you're going through at home with your family and also to what your students are going through with their family. They could all be sharing one device from a 7 to 12 student, or maybe they have multiple devices, but they don't have internet access or their internet access was cut. Remember that you and your students will get frustrated when things don't work out as planned, but that's okay. Those are normal emotions to have, and this is all brand new for us, and we're struggling through it day by day, working it all out. And as long as we, we get there together, it'll work.
0: Next, we wanna kinda of talk about fostering connections between you and your students. Technology should not be used in isolation, okay? So we can use our technology to foster connections between ourselves and our students. Since this is such an isolating time, even us adults are going a little stir crazy. Try to help your students together and talk and collaborate. There are many tools that we can use to help students safely work together. We're going to be going over them more in detail in some of our other virtual PDs coming up, but you know there's things like Google Classroom discussions, Flipgrid videos, if you you know if you guys are listening to podcasts together, you guys can be discussing those types of things. Whether it's simple picture walks and we're, you know, we're looking at a picture and we're discussing the pictures. Songs, class hashtags, collaborative docs and slides, these are ways that they can be kind of connecting and communicating with other, but in a safe environment and kind of a protected environment. Also when we're talking about apps and programs that they can use, make sure to check out our approved app list that we have. We have It's on our EdTech website. We have a bunch of apps that have been approved. And if you are wanting to look at, okay, so I want my kids kind of communicating, what are some, some apps and programs that I can use? Uh, we've also kind of categorized them by the four Cs. So whether it's communication, collaboration, critical thinking, or creativity, we've kind of broken them down and put them into those types of categories as well. So those are both linked to on this slide. So if you wanted to kind of check those out, you have those at your disposal as well.
1: And then just be flexible and available. So maybe provide a weekly time for non-academic or academic support. Be flexible with the optional learning opportunities for your students and also be flexible with your time and availability. If you choose to hold a Zoom meeting, remember that this is an optional learning time, which means that students should, shouldn't should be held accountable for not attending. and. If you do hold these optional office hours, make sure that it works with your schedule and just be flexible with your time. Don't do too much. Don't overload yourself to where you're burnt out. Just do as much as you can handle and go slow.
0: Okay, so this this information here on this slide was taken from a webinar. So don't don't recreate the wheel for yourself. Don't burn yourself out like we talked about or your students. There are many factors to think about. Which is, you know, why thankfully right now our district is dedicated to that optional learning opportunity method, where families and students can figure figure things out um, the next few weeks and um, what they're going to be working on, how that's going to look. So, when sharing information with your students about optional learning activities, remember to try to make it as simple as possible. And because parents need to understand what we're working on too, since they're going to be helping our students and their children out. Um, Most of them don't have the same experience that we do teaching and having them in the classroom and stuff. So just be thinking about putting those things into consideration when we're um, putting together some optional learning activities for our students. So when we're coming up with things, um, making sure that we're thinking about are there tech and non-tech supports out there, which I know we are working on as a district to help support all of our students. And then, like we said before, and we've kind of reiterated through this whole webinar so far so far is just helping them connect because this is a very isolating time right now and the more connections that they can make the better for them the better for us I mean I know that it's going to make us feel good to see our students it's going to make them feel good to see us hear us you know like we were talking yesterday and I'm sure most of you guys got the email that we're going to be making phone calls home I'm sure those students are going to love hearing their teachers voices and just making those connections and stuff is going to it's going to help all of us when we're, you know, going through this time right now. Yeah. So we just want to thank you guys for joining us today. Kind of the big thing that we just want to hit is when we are supporting our students that it doesn't have to be 100% academic. It can be just those non-academic connections, just holding, you know, if we were going to hold Zoom meetings, just do just non-academic things. Like Like I said yesterday in the webinar, I was talking to some teachers and, Some teachers, they hold Zoom meetings and they do read aloud. Some do uh, show and tell. Some just do open hours where they just, where students pop in and out and they just kind of have discussions about what's going on. And um, this is just a good time to kind of just not necessarily 100% focus on the academic, but also focus on their mental health, their social, emotional learning, and their kind of their state right now, because they are going through a lot. We're all going through a lot. So just making sure that we're supporting them on that end as well. So with that being said, we wanted to thank all of you for joining us today.